Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's an interesting day. There was a uh, debate last night. I didn't know about it until late last night. I don't keep up with those debates anymore. Uh, do you? No, I don't. But, you know, the funny thing about it is uh, Trump didn't go to it, but he, he had a town hall at the exact same time on Fox. And I'll bet you that his town hall drew more viewers than the uh, the Republican debate. Just just my own humble opinion. Um, but before we get into that, you just mentioned a story which I thought was was uh, interesting from the the that that little state in New England which has a nickname called Little Rhodey because it's a small, oh. tiny little state in the underarm of Massachusetts. Well, Rhode Island. yes, there's an urgent tone. You see, you have to set up the story. Uh-huh. And as the story goes in Rhode Island's 2024 presidential candidates must report at least mm-hmm. 1,000 signatures of registered voters to their local boards of canvassers by January 11th. That would be today. Oh, in order to be on the stage primary ballot, but according to news from the states, well, the urgent tone of the Rhode Island Republican Party's uh, Tuesday, uh, their their email basically indicated, we're not ready. So <laughs> Wait a second, wait. They only had four years. I mean, oh, three on. and a half years, okay, to be precise. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, what do you want from these guys? So you're saying that, they're going to miss the deadline, which is today. What does that mean? Does that mean that there will be no Republican candidates on the presidential uh, ballot in 2024? Or any, well, or any know, candidate? If they, if they miss the deadline, no matter what they do, the Democrats are going to sit there and be laughing with that happy dance. <laughs> to sit there and go, oh, you're, not, uh, you're not on the ballot here. Uh, you know, that, 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 does, that doesn't sound even possible. You know, they have... They have a GOP chairman in Rhode Island. His name is Joe Powers. You you would think that uh, Mr. Powers, you know, would have a handle on this. Hey, guys, the deadline is January 11th. Have we got our signatures? Uh, but he sounded almost like a deer in headlights. Well, he looked like that in the picture, too. I mean, it was like, da, da. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, well, who was, whose job was that? Uh, nobody told me about it. I don't know what's going on here. Think they'll give them an extension, you know, like a an emergency two weeks to get them uh, to get them done. I, I hope if you I were do. the Democrat, if you were the Democrats, would you? Would you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we uh, we hit our deadline. We got our votes. Uh, you didn't get yours. Well, it's too bad. Yeah, that's why they I have. Mean, they, yeah. That's why it's called a dead line you know i'm just saying because you're dead in the water now bucko and uh you know look i'm making fun of the republicans here and i'm conservative but you know how stupid is stupid well i guess you know i don't know ask (laughs) stupid is stupid stupid is pretty stupid hey um (laughs) i I, that's that that's almost as stupid a story as another story from (laughs) the neighboring state of uh Rhode Island. They right up the road. I mean, literally, they abut each other. Rhode Island and Massachusetts comes this story. Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey and Lieutenant Governor Kim Driscoll have declared a state of emergency and asked their citizens to loan extra room in their homes to dangerous illegal immigrants. No, they don't. I mean, 
we don't know whether they're dangerous illegal immigrants, but I mean, we don't know uh, who they are. I mean, they come across the border. They're not required to show an ID. They come stumbling in with a smile on their face, and everyone says, oh, they're okay, really. Look, at they're here because they want asylum, you know, so just take them in. Never mind the fact that President Trump uh, and other people who are against this uh, whole policy have said that they're emptying out their prisons, their mental institutions, and they're mm. shipping them north. So anyway, uh, migrants from around the world have been smuggled into the states like Massachusetts uh, uh, ever since uh, Biden's been in office. And um, tens of thousands of illegal aliens have flooded into New York, for example. And you know what's mm -hmm. happened with New York? We talked about it, I think, this yesterday. Uh, the James Madison High School in New York, uh, they sent the kids home early and said, uh, finish your studies on Zoom calls because we need the building for illegals. And, you know, the thing is, uh, the odds are they're not going to have kids uh, going back anytime soon to the building because it's filled with illegals. And now, like uh, we just said, Maura Healy's saying, hey, you know, uh, we haven't got any more room at the inn. I mean, this place is filled to capacity. We have all the hotels. We have all of the extra space that, that we can get our hands on. It's filled up. Uh, we're, we're done. Max to capacity. Mm -hmm. So look at if you got a room in your house. But here's what I was thinking as I was getting ready to do the show this morning. I was thinking, Bill, you know. If she's going to mandate that, you know, first they ask you, and then they mandate you. They'll say, well, uh, if you have an extra room and you only have uh, three people, let's say you have a four-bedroom house and only three people living in it, well, you got an extra bedroom there. We know it as a matter of fact. And uh, if you want, uh, a, a, you know, your taxes to stay the same or whatever, they can force you into it. They can strong-arm you into having these people come to your home eventually. Because that's well, how they yeah. do it. But but well, here's the thing. My suggestion is uh, take, if you're going to mandate it, uh, first mandate it to Democrats. Okay? First, the Democrats have to fill their houses. Now, you may say, well, that's not fair. Well, wait a second. It, the Democrats voted all of these people into office. Everything, every decision that they're making is a result of what? Democrats voting in a Democrat. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to mandate this thing eventually, start with the Democrats. Fill all their houses up first. Then if you're stuck, well, then we'll talk about it. That's just... Well, go ahead. There, there is this legal thing called eminent domain. So uh, are they going to modify it to where, you know, like an, uh, an eminent domina, a well, domicile you know, that's, that's lease? An Bill, that's an interesting point. With eminent, eminent domain, they can seize your property. Or they can seize a portion of it yeah. or use of it. So they can well, sit there and say, we're using eminent domain to sit there and Well, I'm not a lawyer. Room. I'm not a lawyer, and I don't play one on TV. But um, can they just take a room in a house, or do they have to take the whole house? Well, why can't they just take a portion of the house? Because okay, here, well, here's, here's, okay, okay, here's an example. Mm -hmm. Now, when I grew up in California, we uh -huh. had a nice big front lawn and they said and this was you know it was a new development they said you know oh, sure. we forgot to put in the, we forgot to put in the sidewalks yeah All right right so they put in the sidewalks now that encroached over and then the the width of the sidewalks there was another width of lawn that was still our property sure but they 
use that like eminent domain to say, no, 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 no. Now, we're putting the sidewalk there for public use. You have to keep it clean and maintain it. Oh, sure. And the lawn on the other side. And you're liable. If somebody falls, slips and falls right. on it, it's your fault. Yeah. Exactly. And everything, you know, so they took the use of it, but we were liable for it. We were taxed for it, but we didn't have use of it ourselves. Well, I would think that uh, I, I, I got a feeling that a house is slightly different in that it's your domicile. It's it's the it's the building where you live as opposed to a piece of your property on the on the outside of the domicile. But I don't know. Maybe look at Bill. There's so much of the law that they're breaking anyway right now. They're stretching to the limits, mm. and and they, that's actually something they're probably considering. They may say, look at we're going to take over a portion of your house through eminent domain. But here's the thing. Okay, let's say. You got them in modify the, that you know, to let, do like an eminent lease. You got them in the house, okay? You give them a room. They've got to get to the room, and in order to do that, they got to walk through your house, your part well, of the house. They got to use your bathroom too, and, and they got to. Where are they going to eat? Are they going to put their food in your, your refrigerator? Yeah. Well, you know and what they, if what if what if they want to watch TV in the living room because they don't have a TV in the bedroom. What do they want to do the laundry? Well, you know, they, you know what I don't understand, Bill, is that one of the first things they do, for example, in Massachusetts, right, mm -hmm. is they give these illegals driver's licenses. Now, you may say, isn't that nice? They give them drive. They don't have a car, okay? They came across the border on foot, and they were shipped up to these states, and they don't have a car. Why are you so anxious to give them a driver's license? It's very simple. Voting. Yes, yes, yes. Give that man a cigar. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you know, with them doing that, you know, the thing I wonder, because AOC kind of let the cat, somebody always lets the cat out of the bag. And she did the other day. Well, I have a suggestion. Why don't we just sit there and make everybody that's illegal, not illegal and make everybody in the world legal? Did she really say that? Yes, she did. Well, what a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> what a so, Tararagundier. But speaking of Tararagundier, let's carry that thought a little bit forward. Okay. You know, you know, Joe Biden loves his pen. He probably has a lot of pens because he likes to sign his name on things. He does. Executive even, orders even, and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah, executive orders and mm -hmm. like that. So could he not, with the stroke of a pen, just say, Illegal aliens are no longer illegal. They are American citizens. Well, one thing about an executive order is that it can be repealed as opposed to a law which is passed by Congress. It can be repealed with the same stroke of a pen. That Joe Biden did that right off the bat when he became president. He repealed uh, the executive orders that were signed by President Trump, for, like, for example, for the border wall, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, he can sign a lot of a lot of executive orders, at least temporarily, to make them uh, no longer aliens. But, you know, um, I don't know where this is going. I can tell you this. Well, President Trump was, right. he, was um, he was talking on this, uh, this town hall yesterday on Fox about right. this subject. Listen. It's not sustainable for our country. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City where they're getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? 
we are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice. It's amazing. It's, and he's absolutely correct. But, Bill, I don't understand how he's going to do it. Maybe it's just I haven't got the logistics uh, mind that he has. Well, um, uh, how are you going to – I mean, you're talking – we have how many so far? They're saying 12 million? Or they're going to have 12 million illegals? Well, I, think I think we the have more. Is bigger than that. But, you know, yeah. the point is, back to my thing, if Biden were to sit there and do the executive order and doing that, and you say, well, the next president can come in – and overturn that. Well, if he does that executive order and they got driver's licenses and they're citizens, they can vote. And if they vote for not, the man of their choice. You're saying he can't make them citizens, at least not by the Constitution. They can't. You, they have to. There are certain requirements that have to be met. <laughs> damn yeah, the well, Constitution. Is that damn the Constitution, because that's what the Democrats are doing right now. They want to use it against you and then damn it if. Uh, you know, if it's something that uh, doesn't benefit them, but if it benefits them, damn it, just the hell with it. Well, um, amazing. Uh, they they have torn I mean, how the, many- they've torn the fabric of, of our country apart. Massachusetts, by the way, even though we're hearing about Massachusetts, don't think for one second that you don't have the same problem in other states. We're just not hearing about it. You know, I mean, we know already know that New York City is filled to capacity. They're, they're taking over the high schools. How would you like to be a taxpayer in New York with a kid in, in that high school and find out what, while you're at work, right, trying to make a living to pay your taxes, right, you're at work, you get a phone call saying, uh, we're releasing Johnny because uh, uh, we need the building. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, this is till further notice, so um, make plans. I mean, they got to hire babysitters in some cases. They got to hire some kind of... Uh, you know, protection for their children. They just can't say, okay, you know, uh, make sure you study by your uh, computer today. Make sure you're uh, doing your Zoom work. I don't think Zoom work. I think they proved during the pandemic that that was a terrible, terrible way to to, uh, to teach your children, you know, that Zoom doesn't work. I mean, it, it works for two handsome guys like us with what we do, but um, when you have a, an educational system where you are teaching a lot of kids, uh, they get lost. They get lost. They, they, they don't focus. They, they haven't got the discipline of having a teacher next to Well, that's to the key word right there is discipline because, you know, you sit there and go, well, you know what, I'm going to go play that game online. And then afterwards, yeah. I'm going to do my homework. Well, you know what, I'm a little bit tired. I can get that homework in the yeah. morning. Well, I got I, I to gotta go do this or that. And before you know it, a week has gone by and you didn't get a darn thing done, you know, as far as your your studying goes. And that is self-education at home. It doesn't work. You have to be in that classroom. You have to have somebody there that cracks that whip and drives that agenda. Um, But if you don't, you know, not too many people are going to pass it. I mean, look what happened during the pandemic. You know, I just don't know. I, I don't know how President Trump. As well-meaning as he, as he, I'm sure he is, how he could move that many people back to where they came from. I mean, he's not going to get cooperation from Mexico. Mexico, hmm. boy, boy, I'll tell you one thing. If I'm Trump and I get into office, I would bring a hammer with me to uh, 
the Mexican government. They facilitated. They helped ship the illegals to well, our they border. They want money too now for you know. Yeah. Well, you want our help? Yeah, we want. Uh, what was it? Uh, Twelve billion dollars sent down to the Latin American company uh, countries, and uh, I mean, and we want you to make. make what, what did they say? All, all of the illegals. Maybe you got it wrong. Maybe it was they want twelve. Uh, million uh, illegals made citizens, or something like that, are made legal. And they want billions of dollars, and yeah. they want the citizens made legal. Yeah, and because then, when when we do that, it's off their hands. They can go. Boy, wasn't that a beautiful trick we pulled on the good old U.S. You know what? The Trump said, I'm American." You know, Trump. You remember said, "I want twenty thousand of your troops on our border to help us uh, secure it." And mm-hmm. Mexico said, "Hey." We can't do that. We can't do that. And Trump said, oh, yeah? Well, tell you what. By close of business today, if I don't have those uh, 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 the order for those troops, uh, then we're going to put a tariff on all products coming in from Mexico. I think he said like 25%. And uh, it, it, you're going you're gonna to feel it. And, and like 15 minutes later, hey, we'll be happy to help you out. But Biden doesn't have that kind of a big stick. Biden is a weakling and a deceptor and a guy who truly is not working for us. He's working Mm. for Joe Biden. That's all he works for. That's all he's ever worked for. When he became a senator, uh, he he started looking for ways to capitalize and monetize that position for his family. You know, a guy makes 150,000 a year as a, as a senator, maybe 200,000 and he has million dollar homes something smells in Denmark, right? Something ain't right here. and yeah. um, But nobody questions yeah. it because the other guys, by the way, the other guys in Congress, mm-hmm. most of them They're do doing... the exact same thing, Bill. Yeah, it's it's funny how you get in Congress or you get into uh, any kind of political office and uh, you go from being a pauper to being a, a, a gazillionaire. Unbelievable. And it's crazy. But, you know, I sit there and I look at the labor force and I look at the labor, you know, a lot of jobs have gone overseas and, you know, people go, oh, the union's this and that. And, you know, okay, unions had a hand in it, but I'm all for a good wage. Yeah, American goods, if they're made well, you know, uh, they may cost more, but there's a reason for that. There's there's more time and quality. It's not just willy-nilly done for 12 cent an hour employees that are overseas. And my point is, now we're opening the border. We're bringing these people over here. We've already killed the American workforce and changed the, the face of it. Are we going to descend into that same wasteland of people, you know, working under the mushroom for 12 and 15 cents an hour? We're descending to a lot of places I never thought we'd descend to. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that we are uh, probably headed in the, the worst direction. I mean, the whole country is failing. Our economy's failing. Our security is failing. By the way, I was thinking today before the show started, I want to remind everybody that, do you remember that uh, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate that uh, was... Oh, uh, I knew sometime you'd yeah, bring it up again. Was, what, what happened I, I, just, I figured it's important to give an ammonium oh, okay. nitrate update that they still haven't found it. That's 30, I think they said 60,000 pounds, uh, 30 yeah. tons of ammonium nitrate which suddenly went missing off a train about, was it six months ago, Bill? 
uh, about six, yeah, eight months roughly ago. Roughly six months ago, yeah. yeah just disappeared hey, out, yeah. out of out of Oh, nowhere. I don't know how. Hey, now think about it. That's like a a freight car, maybe a freight car full of stuff. I mean, it's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one freight car that has enough stuff there to blow up a, uh, pretty much a state. <laughs> Bill, you know, Bill, uh, how do you lose it, though? Think, how do you... Oh, I don't know well, what happened to that. It had man. a small hole in it, and so did the 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 boxcar. Uh huh. And it just spilled on the track for oh, I don't know, a hundred and some odd miles. Oh, no kidding! Is that how they did it? Yeah, and sure. So here's it was. the here's the thing. Um, couldn't they have found it? It's like dropping breadcrumbs. I mean, if if they wanted to find out what happened to that ammonium nitrate, and it did just what you said, couldn't they maybe like get maybe a sniffer dog or something? And walk the track for a bit and see whether that's the case. But, you know, they just let it fall off the map. They just let the whole story disappear. Uh, 60 tons of ammonium nitrate, huh? no big deal. It's gone. It's gone. So mm-hmm. my question is, they're already saying to us, hey, America, um, trust me, uh, the border is secure. But that being said, uh, we have a lot of terrorists coming into the— Do you know they, they said they got—I think they said 24 24- People from the terror watch list they arrested last month at the southern border. 24 people from the terror watch list. Now, the question is, those are the ones they caught. How many of them Mm -hmm. got through? And how many got through the month before and the month before and the month before? I mean, we have got some serious, as they would say, serious actors in this country who are going to do something really bad sometime soon. And we're being essentially told, hey, nothing we can do about it. I mean, look at our Secretary of Defense. Now, God bless him, he has prostate cancer. This is Austin, Lloyd Austin. I'm very sorry for that, and I sincerely wish him a speedy recovery. God bless him. I hope God touches him and heals him, and uh, I hope that he is uh, uh, 100% in the not-too-distant future. But that being said, he, he, he abandoned his post last week. He just fell off the map and disappeared. And we didn't have a Secretary of Defense watching over our, uh, our protection. Uh, well, I think the Democrats are willing to give him a slide. Look, I get where he didn't want to go public with it. But he should have told his boss, and said, I got a problem. And I do believe they would have said, your job is secure. Let's keep our country secure. We'll be hush hush. Hey, you got to take. Some there are time. certain requirements that come with the position, right? And, and he that had job, to. he, you know, when a president goes in for a whatever procedure, he hands over usually control of the government to the vice president. He signs it off if he's going to be under general anesthesia. This yeah. this guy didn't do that. From what I, I mean, I think he may have done no. it in a in a very informal way. He called his second in command who was on vacation in Puerto Rico and said, look, I'm going to be in for some uh, elective surgery, so kind of watch the store while I'm uh, away. But it wasn't a formal passing of the baton. So, you know, I'm just saying we had nobody who was really on top of our military at that time, and the people who were under him didn't know he was missing. Well, if you were uh, second in command and you're you're the head guy and you have a job like that, because... Uh, I got to go in for a procedure. I'm going to be uh, incommunicado. Would, is that not uh, a heads up to you that you are now the guy? Um, 
I don't know, Bill. From what I've heard from all of the people who have worked next to that position, there is a there is a protocol. way of doing it. There's a protocol that you have to follow. You have to mm-hmm. do A, and then you have to do B, and then you have to do C. Uh, you just don't walk out of the office and say, hey, I don't think I'm coming in tomorrow. Have a good day. Uh, so they didn't even do A, let alone B or C. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have anybody flying our defense uh, bus a train or airplane or whatever. We, he was just uh, flying. It's got to be a plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you very much. It's early, um, but you know we didn't have anybody who was who's in, in the. He's in charge of protecting our country with uh, a lot of other people in the Pentagon, and he wasn't doing his job. So yeah. now there were calls for his impeachment uh, on the floor of the House, and I don't know where that's going to go because you know the Democrats, if they do anything right, anything right is they. Stand shoulder to shoulder in lockstep, and uh, they they just don't. They build a wall that anything the Republicans want, they just don't give them. And you know, the, you may hear Democrats talking a good talk about, oh, you know, I kind of agree with the Republicans on this, but when it comes to the vote, they always vote with each other, always. So, yeah. oh yeah. Um, you see where uh, Chris Christie dropped out. Yeah, the, he dropped out, and he uh, apparently dropped a hot mic, too. Well, I got both of those things. First, here's his dropout statement. My goal has never been to be just a voice against the hate and the division and the selfishness of what our party has become under Donald Trump. It's also been to win the nomination and defeat Joe Biden and restore our party and our country to a new place of hope and optimism in this country. I've always said that if there came a point in time in this race where I couldn't see a path to accomplishing that goal, that I would get out. And it's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for president of the United States. I know. And I can see it from some of the faces here that I'm disappointing some people by doing this. Did you ever see the movie? Um, it was a Peter Sellers Pink Panther movie where uh, Herbert Lom plays uh, the inspector, and he's he's giving mm-hmm. an, a eulogy. He's giving a eulogy on uh, the the uh, in front of the church. He thinks that uh, Inspector Clouseau is dead, and it's his f- he thinks it's his funeral. So he's standing up at the uh, podium. He, he's up at, at, on the altar, and he's doing this eulogy, and he's trying to sound uh, sad. But when every time he gets to a, a certain point where he has to say something complimentary, <laughs> he giggles. <laughs> he giggles instead. Like he's trying to. So he ends up trying to suppress a laugh, even though he's trying to pretend he's crying. And people mm. in the people in the church are looking at him like. Oh, he, I think he's really sad. I mean, they, well, I see the people in the audience when he was making that announcement about looking, when he said they look really sad. No, they were suppressing giggles. Yeah. yeah, they were suppressing giggles. Trust me. Uh, Chris Christie had as, about as much chance of being a, a nominee for the president as I had. And I had no, I was not any, it, I didn't have any nominee. I wasn't there, folks. And uh, so Chris Christie is done. And uh, he, he said this just before, I guess. They, now, this is this to me sounds staged. Uh, it's staged. Yeah, because I'll tell you why. His, his mic is on him, he, so it's not like when you have a hot mic. Usually, it's is you know it's across the room or 
the other side of the table, and you have to listen carefully. But when you listen to this, you can hear Chris, and he's talking about Nikki Haley. Oh, by the way, I was going to tell you that supposedly Chris Christie talked to Ron DeSantis and suggested, well, look, if you're not going to, you think you're going to drop out, now's the time to do it. And DeSantis said, I'm not dropping out. I got, I, you know, and then Nikki, he, he even said to Nikki Haley, Nikki, if you're thinking of dropping out, this would be the time. And she said, I'm not, Why? I'm not dropping out. So he said, well, somebody's got to drop out. So I'll drop out. <laughs> Jeez. These people, his ego has got to be the size of, uh, of Trenton. Okay. I say Trenton because that's the capital, but anyway, of New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, here's the hot mic conversation. Listen carefully. You know, yeah. I mean, Oh, when you give land to China and places like that. I mean, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV. Spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. She's still 20 points behind Trump in New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's going to he's still going to carry out, right? Yes. Always. I, t- you know, I talked to this. DeSantis called me, petrified that I would. He's probably getting out after Iowa. That's uh, that's Chris Christie yeah. and the hot mic, and uh, essentially he he said she's going to get smoked. Who's punching above her weight? I I thought it was strange punching that he went above the weight. Well, he's he, got a lot of weight to yeah. punch above. <laughs> Well, I thought it was strange that he used that analogy. Chris, you should well, maybe not talk about weight when you're... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at his picture right here, and I'm going like, boy, he's gained weight since the last time, and he was big then. But, you know, this hot mic thing, it's been going on for a while, and it's pretty evident now. It is, it is a trick to where I need to say this, but I don't want to be responsible for saying, ah, a hot mic. Then there, there is no apology, you know? I'm sorry, Nikki. I mean, it was a hot mic. I think do, he had. You know? I think he had uh, uh, stomach reduction surgery. Didn't he have? You know, uh, he, he. I thought he had a procedure to, and it, for a while it looked like it was working. But I think he. Uh, well, yeah, he might have. They might have uh, taken might, away from his he, stomach, but he, they he increased might, his he, appetite in his <laughs> mouth, so it, it didn't work. Yeah, I think it blew his stitches. But anyway, um, so Trump during the town hall yesterday, uh, he made. In, 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 listen carefully, because he kind of references Christie in this comment. Listen. Who would be in the running for a vice president? Well, I can't tell you that, really. I mean, I know who it's going to you be. Give us a hint. I'll give you We'll do another show sometime. Well, what about any of the people who you've run against? Would you be open to mending fences with oh, any sure, of them? Oh, sure, I will. I will. I've already started like Christie better. Christie for vice president? I don't see it. I don't see it. That would be an upset. Christie for vice president. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce. I do want to get to this other question before. Oh, my gosh. But uh, it was funny. Obviously, Christie had already announced that he's dropping out. And and so Trump said, I already like him better. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, the poor guy, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. That town hall was held in Iowa. And uh, today he has to be in court in New York City. So I mean, he gets off. He got well, he, he got out of that uh, town hall, hopped on his jet, and off he goes to New York. Well, let's talk about that. Where he's got to be in court today because he asked if he could have a little time to be with his wife Melania, whose mother died. It was a very, you know, a sensitive time, and he needed yep. to spend some time with her and and that. 
And now Angron said, no, no, you're going to be here in court for yeah. the for the closing arguments. You don't get to talk yeah. or say but anything, be but you got to be here. That is a rear end move. <laughs> that guy is a jerk. Well, he should have never done that. The guy is a jerk. I mean, that come on. You know, now I don't wish any ill will on him or his family members, but this guy is a clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're seeing the fruits of George Soros's labors. I mean, he's been planting seeds for a decade uh, in the judiciary, and now it's paying well, dividends. You know. Now here, here's something interesting because you know, let's talk about the three stooges there. I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, that that you got going on. Yeah. Uh, now you got Ingeron. Uh, you got Letitia. Which, yes. uh, well, actually, there's actually the four amigos, I guess, because <laughs> then you've got Jack Smith and you got Fanny. Now, yes, we know that Fanny, after doing all her stuff, was invited to the Biden White House, which I would believe d- during that time frame it makes sense. It's a coaching session because. The Biden administration likes to do that with the media to have private coaching sessions where they tell them exactly what to say and how to say it and where to go. Now, it turns out that Letitia, and, you know, during all of this that's going on, apparently that uh, she was uh, uh, invited to the Biden White House several times right around, you know, when they uh, were doing the witch hunt with Trump. And uh, I would say it's probably for coaching lessons. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. I mean, you got to wonder. She is, she is uh, uh, something else. With Fanny, we should remind people what the problem is now. She had uh, supposedly has had an affair with another attorney who she hired. She hired this guy. Now, I got to read this story because. Nathan Wade. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it makes. About the, um, yeah, but the Atlanta Journal uh, makes it sound like he's a qualified attorney. Uh, no. And he's not. <laughs> it says, um, let's see, don't go away. It says, according to the Atlantic, uh, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Fannie Willis financially benefited from a romantic relationship with Nathan Wade, a top, a top prosecutor she hired to go after President Trump. Let's, Didn't he the, get like 700000 Yeah, no, Yeah, he did. But here's the thing, Bill. He's not a top prosecutor. Let's let's unpack that that little uh, top pro. He never tried a case like this. He's never tried uh, a case similar to this. He has no experience doing this type of case. But the Atlanta Journal Constitution uh, is trying to cover for Fandy. So it says a top prosecutor. This is this is how they do it. Even when they do bad stuff. They try to cover it with smoke, okay? Wordplay, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, so now the, I guess Marjorie Taylor Greene filed, filed a, a criminal, criminal, complaint. A criminal yeah. complaint against Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis over her improper relationship with uh, a top Trump prosecutor uh, she hired to uh, go after Trump. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. I don't think it'll go very far. You know, she's from, I believe, Georgia. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe she'll have some sway, more sway there mm-hmm. than in other states. But uh, it's amazing. These so people- who's the- Go ahead, Bill. No, I was going to say, so who's the trifecta going to be? Is it going to be Smith, Jack Smith? Or is it going to be Angeron, who also probably went and counseled to the White House? You know, 
Let's go back to that. Uh, yeah, just yesterday, or was it the day before yesterday? Uh, they were talking about uh, presidential immunity, and they were doing that in Washington D.C. President Trump, God bless him, he's juggling more plates than a a, a one-handed uh, juggler. I mean, he is really he's doing something big time here. Uh, but that was the one where the judge asked him, uh, "Well, then, can a president uh, have?" A political opponent assassinated? Can he have the Navy SEALs assassinate a political opponent? What a fathead comment. But she was one of the two Biden appointees to that panel. Mm. You said it was a tribunal. You're right. Three judges. The other one was Mm. a Bush appointee. But uh, that's a stacked deck, folks. That's a stacked deck. President Trump should be, it should be a slam dunk. He should go in there, say, hey, look, I was president. The, uh, historically, presidents have immunity. Uh, it's in the Constitution, so uh, enough is enough. But these people are considering, seriously considering yanking that. Now, if you're a Democrat and you're smiling, saying, boy, wouldn't that be great? Understand something. If they take that immunity away from Donald Trump, then it's, then it's removed from Barack Obama, George Bush, any living U.S. president, anything they did that was wrong, and Obama, by the way, he had a number. Well, that's he had a number perceived of, wrong. He you no, know, he had a number of drone strikes that killed civilians, oh, yeah. and that's yeah. that's a fact. And, and uh, he can be held accountable for that. Yeah. But you know, they well, asked I, Bill. They asked him before. They asked in the court. They said, uh, if Barack Obama did this. Would you take his immunity away, too? And they said, well, no, we'd have to consider giving him immunity. They have different standards for what side of the track you were on. Yeah. They really do. Obama's afraid that uh, Trump is going to beat Biden. He's really afraid. Yeah, I saw that. And, you know, with with everything that's going on, I still fear that this is going to be uh, an eventful year in the fact that we are going to lose maybe one or maybe two people on the campaign trail. And when I say lose, I mean not dropping out like Christie. I mean physically lose people because I think it's been a long time since something's happened. And I think this year we're ripe for it. Here's what I, I think that there's a lot of desperation out there. Mm-hmm. See, every time they have attacked Trump, thinking we got him this time. He can't recover from this. And every time they do something to Trump, his ratings go up in the polls. Mm-hmm. So they have got to be frustrated. Uh, you know, so, you know, he may even lose these cases, you know, and his polls will go up and he'll win in the Supreme Court. Um, but but he may not. Who knows what they're going to do? Oh, with my that. God. Bill, I heard people talking openly yesterday about if Trump wins the election in November, between November and January, the country's going to be on fire. It's going to be on fire because you won't have Trump to protect the people because he won't be president. You'll have Biden still as president, and he's not going to do a darn thing. He's going to just let it go, you know, and the country's going to be on fire. They say It's it's going to burn one way or the other because— if Biden gets in, you know it's stolen because right. the numbers are it's 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 
it's apparent right now that uh, there's no way in hell that Biden's going to win unless Democrats pull something out of their rear end or another candidate. You know, there's no chance in hell that he's going to win. And the Democrats are crazy enough. And yes, they are. Uh, whether they throw the punch themselves or they hire somebody to throw the punch, there will be punches thrown, physical punches, and vice versa. If you take take the the election away again, let's not even talk about the last one being stolen right. or the hint that there's a possibility. There's always a possibility that every election might have been stolen. You know that's a fact. So why are you saying your people for 2020 are election deniers? you know, is just you sitting there being crazy. But let's just say, you know, Trump doesn't get in. Do you think that 80 million plus people are going to sit on their hands? This I time know, I, I know the sense that I'm getting is that they're, they're on the edge of their seats right now. I mean, mm -hmm. they, it would take very little to light that fuse. Uh, so, and, and, yeah. I, and I got to sit there and wonder if we don't have a military regime, whether it's, you know, it's probably divided too between left and right. You know, <laughs> how are they going to go? You know, I was just reading where, speaking of military, that uh, over the last several years, the U.S. military has struggled to meet recruitment goals across all branches. But uh, one of the reasons is, well, the Biden administration has become woke and it's made the military yeah. woke. And I guess now it says the total number of uh, white recruits. Uh, in the military is down by nearly half in the past five years from 44,042 white recruits in 2018 to 25,070 in 2023 under Joe Biden. Yeah. What does that say? You can't have a minority military. You can't, you, you can technically, but it's not good for the country. You know, I mean, right. and yeah, it's uh, no, it's not. And it's not fair to sit there and say, you know, well, we only use, you know, is that not racism, too? You know, I mean, and do you want to have a military that's staffed by illegal aliens? Let's say well, they're talking the, the, about that. I know the Democrats say, hey, maybe we'll give them a path to, to citizenship. Let them uh, be in the military for four years and uh, we'll make it easier for them to be citizens. But do you want to have Jose from Ecuador? By the way, Bill. Have you seen what's happening in Ecuador? I, mm. uh, maybe uh, maybe you, maybe you missed it. Uh, the cartel ter uh, a cartel terrorist group has attacked the government in in Ecuador, and uh, they've they've literally seized prisons and hospitals, and uh, they're killing the staff. And they showed. I was thinking they they showed a video. And it's there, folks, and I would not recommend that you look at it if you are weak of stomach because it shows what appears to be innocent uh, guards kneeling on the floor, uh, pleading for their lives. And then this young punk with a mask on. They always wear masks now, you know, to hide their face. He walks up with his 9 millimeter and he pumps uh, six or seven rounds into this guy, making sure that he's dead. Bing, 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 and then you know, and then he he, he he struts around. I think he I think he continued on and took some other people out. But you know, it's I was looking at this guy, and he looked like a young, maybe a teenager or early twenties. And I was thinking, this guy, if he wanted to get away, he all he has to do is take his mask off and head north, and he could be in our country. He could be one of those helpless illegals at our border that we mm -hmm. welcome in. We can we welcome into our country. Oh, come on across. He could do that because Biden well, is allowing this. 
Well, you know what I think the answer to that is? We need to take away Americans' guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that uh, patriots across the country, uh, Americans citizens— voluntarily give up their guns to, because— Oh, uh, yeah. Do you th- need that's that? the only way to fight this kind of stuff oh, sure. is to make yourself vulnerable because the, then that shows how Bill, strong you it, are. You know why? Because the government will protect you, just like it's protecting you right now at our southern border. Yeah, really. It's uh, This government it will not fail you. Joe Biden, he's the greatest. He is the savior. He's You know, he's, I never looked at it that way, Bill, but God, yeah, Joe Biden, the savior. Oh, my. The, he could be the, the second coming. The second coming of Jesus, yeah. My God, Joe Biden, look at him. Oh, God. That's how we, they're, you they're, know, they're presenting I, I, him that I, way. We should, we should restrain ourselves here, folks. Yeah, we're, ju- no, we're, it, we're just obviously kidding. Obviously, we're being facetious yes. about that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jack Smith. Uh-huh. You know what he's doing now in his, you know, the, the, the insurrection is all based on, you know, the people that went somewhat 120,000 people that were around Trump when he was talking on January 6th, which was a good distance away from the Capitol. 25 right? minutes, 25 minutes, 25 minutes. And then Trump said, well, maybe 1% went over there. And then Jack Smith's going, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and your line was, you know, fight like hell. Well, Schumer did worse than that. But fight like hell is not to go out and fight like hell and do a riot. Fight like hell. That's not what he said. That's not what he well, that, no. What he said was go peacefully and patriotically. That's what yeah. he said. But he's using the fight like hell because it's been thrown out there in the news and maligned. But now what he's doing is they're using Google and geofencing. So, in other words, your phones are tracked where you are, uh, and they can get that not only from Google, they can get it from Verizon, they can get it from AT&T. So, what they're doing is they're looking at all the 120,000 people that were there, and Trump said 1%, which is nothing. And they're saying, okay, maybe some 30,000 aggregated down, 11,000 people went from the, the, the rally there went over to trespassing on the Capitol lawn. Mm-hmm. And so they're using that, which is, the interesting thing is Google will keep that information back then. They're still maintaining it for like 18 months. Now, you know, it's like, yeah, we only keep it about three months unless you want it removed. And now they're not even going to keep it. But they kept it around for Trump, almost like it was a setup. And I'm sitting there going, it's also a violation because where they've used geofencing before tracking people, it's a violation of um, your privacy rights. Fourth Amendment. Yeah. My question is, how much longer are good law abiding American uh, citizens going to stand for this kind of tyranny in our country? That's the thing I worry about. Because I think mm-hmm. this is going to be, we talked just like we were talking about a few minutes ago. I mean, are we at a point where at some, you, you start going after, like Bill said, those, those 120,000 people who strolled over on a cold January day to uh, participate in what they thought was nothing more than a rally. Most mm-hmm. of the people who went to that, quote, insurrection, by the way, there were no guns. There were no sticks. There were no rocks. 
anything that was fired was fired by Capitol and Metropolitan Police. They fired flashbangs into a peaceful crowd. There's video, if you don't believe me, look for it. They yeah. fired flashbangs into the crowd to incite them. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm in a crowd and I'm there peacefully, let's just say I go to a rock concert or yeah. something like that. And all of a sudden, some you know, some cop shoots a flashbang in front of me. Yeah, you know, or something like that. You just you just woke up the the angered side of me. Oh my god, that, I, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or, or something that abruptly gets your attention. Your first response is to flashbang back. You know, yeah. and um, so yeah, they they were enticing, but. It's interesting that they're tracking the innocence, you know, and it's the assumption of guilt before you're guilty of anything. And because you have a phone, a cell phone, and they're able to track it, that means they know who you are. You know what it frightens me, Bill? We talk about what's happening right now. Uh, You and I have talked about this on a number of different shows. We talked about based upon the law and the Constitution, none of what we see here has any legs has any uh, strength. But as the days and weeks have progressed, I'm starting to realize that doesn't make any difference anymore. It, it doesn't make any difference. These people are going to make these things work for their situation. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the left, no matter what. They're going to do things. You, should, you know, these cases that should be, like we talked about, slam dunks, mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to be found against Trump. They're going to, and then they're going to be. By the way, I, I got a cut here. Um, what's her name? Re- Representative Jayapol, who's right. a, who's a lunatic, a nutcase. She is uh, speaking in, in the House of Representatives, and she makes a, a faux pas and laughs. But I want you to listen to how many counts President Trump has been found guilty of. So listen, listen, listen. Well, I appreciate the passion from my friend across the aisle and the outrage. I think we're all outraged about many things. But if we're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened, let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> yeah, you can talk about that, too, I guess. Maybe we should talk about that, too. The president incited an insurrection. Maybe we should talk about the fact that the president, the former president, was impeached twice. Maybe we should talk about the fact that the former president was convicted on 91 felony counts. No, 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 no. To pull over to the side of the road. He was impeached twice. You notice how they throw that around? Impeaching means charged. He wasn't yeah, found charged, he, but he was. Well, no, it didn't. It, but he it was didn't found stand, innocent. He didn't go. Yeah, yeah, innocent. And, uh, and ninety-one. He was found guilty of ninety-one. No, 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 no. Representative Jayapal, you got your facts twisted. All right, he's the Democrats have thrown a lot of charges at him. He's defending himself against them, but he's not been found guilty of these things yet. So relax. And get back to your uh, uh, your uh, fixing your insurrection vocab- on her mind yeah, exactly. or some some yes. yeah, whatever something that was. like that yes. yeah that's yeah. on her mind yes. obviously <laughs> we know what she was thinking about I guess so uh, anyway Hunter Biden was in the Capitol yesterday he didn't show up when he was supposed to uh, last week you know when he yeah. when they gave him a subpoena 
But he showed up yesterday uh, thinking that he would pressure Congress into a public hearing. He wants a public hearing, not a private hearing, because each different congressman only gets five minutes to question him. And Mm -hmm. in a private hearing, they have like all day. They can just they can question him for as long as it takes. And he doesn't want that because it's going to be on the record. Also, he's filming a documentary that's trying to create a different image of of Hunter Biden. And seriously, someone said he needed what they call B-roll. That means uh, alternate footage, background footage. And they wanted to have him sitting in Congress. So he strolls in uh, to the surprise of everybody. He sits down in the front row. And they're getting ready. Marjorie Taylor Greene is just about to question him. Here's how it went. Listen. Ms. Greene from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. Oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. So in the meantime, what happened was, by the way, it was Hunter, his mm-hmm. attorney, and this guy uh, who is like his attorney who lives next to him, uh, he's like a fixer. This guy, I can't think. His name is Morris, Kevin Morris, and uh, he's out from. He lives in Beverly Hills. I guess he's a big entertainment lawyer, although I've never heard of him before. But that doesn't mean much of anything. And uh, he was. They were all sitting together, and when they said uh, Miss Green, when they were introducing Marjorie Taylor Green to ask questioning, it was like a cue. They, all three of them stood up immediately in sync and walked out. And that's why she said, "Yeah, what that she was just planned." Said. Yeah. yeah, that was planned. And, uh... I, I got to play something for you. He's in the hallway. He's in the hallway walking out. And one of the reporters, <clears throat> one of the reporters yelled um, a question. I want you to listen very carefully. Quiet and let me make a statement, okay? Crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Did you hear what, that, hear what the reporter said? I'm going to play it one more time. Listen carefully. Quiet and let me make a statement, okay? Crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? He asked... What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought, oh, man. And this is the guy, by the way, that Joe Biden has said he thinks he's the smartest man he knows, meaning his son. Smartest man. I have the greatest respect for this guy. This guy well, who has pictures of himself uh, running around with a jock strap with a bunch of hookers smoking crack, you know. You know, Joe really needs, I know it's his son, but he needs to distance himself from Hunter because Hunter screwed up his life. And, um, you know, I don't think. He thought what they were going to do yesterday, Bill, was a smart move. Somebody said, look, let's pressure Congress. Let's go there tomorrow when they least expect to show up, go into the hearing room. And walk out. No, no. They had planned on what they had hoped is they could pressure them into having a hearing in the public like they want, where they could each have mm-hmm. short questions. But when when they immediately went to Marjorie Taylor Greene as the first questioner, that was mm-hmm. like, wait, wait a second, maybe this is a bad move. And they all got up in unison. It was like it was like watching a 
uh, a dance group, do a, a routine. They got up in sync. <laughs> and by the way, there's a guy videotaping him, and he's shooting the, he's shooting the representatives. And he's mm-hmm. caught by surprise when Hunter stood up. Uh, he catches it with the corner of his eye, and he spins around 180 to uh, to make sure he got the video. It was all, it was all nonsense. And uh, but you know, all this is distraction. The biggest problem we have right now is the southern border and the security of our country. And uh, nobody's flying the airplane. Nobody's driving the bus. Joe Biden is just completely lost. They had an impeachment hearing for Alejandro Mm -hmm. Mayorkas yesterday. Uh, I don't know whether he's going to get yanked. I mean, every Republican could, could vote that he be removed, and it still may not make a difference. Well, you know, you talk about the Congress. Uh, you know, Liz Cheney made a, an appearance mm-hmm. on the uh, on the View, talking to Whoopi, and Liz is calling for uh, Democrat control of the House. Says Republicans aren't responsible enough to lead. She is single-handedly trying to, you know, lose the House, lose the Senate, and lose the presidency for the Republicans because. They are not responsible, and the voters don't know what the hell they want. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. This is Liz Cheney, the daughter of Dick Cheney, former Republican vice presidential, uh, not candidate, former vice president of the United States. Mm. Uh, But she is, uh, talk about being angry. You know, nothing's worse than a woman scorned. Well, she was scorned by Wyoming and the Republican Party, and she's, she's not done. She just she she will do. I think she's auditioning for a job in the Democrat administration. She's trying to show her uh, her uh, what are the bona fides. Uh, she's trying to look like she has the uh, the the credentials to be a liberal. You know, she's she's bad news. Yeah, but that's just my. I, I own. believe she is. Yeah. Um. Did you see where uh, Sarah Ransom? You know who she is. Sarah Ransom is uh, one of the young ladies who was abused by Jeffrey Epstein, mm. and she brought charges up. Um, you know, uh, she brought the whole—she uh, came and testified, I guess, uh, uh, with the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell case, and she wants the world to know what really happened at Epstein Island and uh, on that Lolita Express, as it was referred to, his airplane— mm. But he, she was on uh, Good Morning Britain yesterday, and uh, she said this. It's no secret that everything was recorded. Multiple victims have come forward confirming my account, along with others. I've also seen recordings in his office. Ransom retracted her allegations in 2016 and reportedly said she invented the tapes to draw attention to Epstein's behavior. All the individuals you've named have denied these claims, Why did you backtrack on the allegations? In the time that I was with Epstein, um, Ghislaine Maxwell, amongst others, regularly enforced that if I ever did come forward, myself and my family would be harmed. The media is so quick to try to uh, uh, dismiss people like this woman. Uh, You'll notice that in the middle of that report, they uh, cut in you know, uh, Ransom uh, admitted that it was wrong in 2016 and, and took it all back. And, you know, and then she claims, well, I did these things because I was threatened and my family was threatened. 
by uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, and Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, you know, she is a uh, she's a victim. She's a yeah. victim, and she whether you want whether you like her or not, she was a young woman who was pressured into an awful situation, and uh, she was abused by some very rich and powerful men who who never should have been doing what they were doing, but they were doing it with the uh, approval of their clique of people, meaning the people they surrounded themselves with were like-minded creeps with a lot of money and power, and uh, they they all kind of applauded what was going on. You know, they would go down there to this uh, Epstein Island and they would abuse all these women and have a nice dinner. They'd have social hour where they'd talk to each other, and, and it would be just a wonderful time. And then they'd maybe watch a movie. Then, of course, they'd go back to the bedroom, and they'd have another fling with another one of these poor uh, young ladies who uh, was pushed into this situation. This guy, Epstein, was a creep. By the way, there's a lot of people, including um, Megyn Kelly, who implied that he's not dead. He's not dead. He's actually, this is, he was he was whisked away for his protection. And, you know, I saw a picture, Bill, of the body of Epstein, the the uh, morgue picture of mm -hmm. Epstein, and I saw a picture of Epstein profile, and the ear and the nose were different. I mean, it was just plain as, it wasn't like you had to look to see a difference. Like So that, who was the body then? Well, it could have been anybody in the morgue. New York has people dying all the time. It could have been yeah. anybody, anybody... If, in, in probably in a five-county area, if they yeah. want to get a, bo a body that kind of matches, I'm sure they can, they can come across. I mean, they can take a body that died three months ago, put it on ice, if it looks enough like what they're looking for. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, his whole death thing really sounded suspicious to begin with. Oh, did. And I think anybody can uh, anybody can agree with that. So, we, we don't know the the entire story there, and. I don't know that we're going to get privy to it, even though, you know, all this stuff is coming out. You know, there's going to be diversions, you know, that'll happen. And uh, to get us off the news mm -hmm. so they can get it out of the cycle. I don't know. Hey, folks, uh, we've done it again. Another show in the can. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at, uh, well, make that Jim and Bill at mail.com. We also have mail at Jim and Bill com, but just just go with Jim and Bill at mail.com. We got so many emails uh, that uh, we don't even know what to do with them. Yeah, all. That's true. But uh, it, Jim and Bill at mail.com is the easiest one to remember. And as a matter of fact, I'm probably going to go check it right after the show. You might also want to, uh, when you send us an email, uh, at least for the purposes that we're, we're doing right now, we're trying to get a handle on where our audience is. And uh, if you could put down just, uh, hey, Jim and Bill, uh, one of your listeners in Des Moines or whatever, or Cleveland or yeah. Seattle, or we're trying to get a, a fix on location. And uh, we're getting we're getting some big numbers. But then again, by the way, some of these other, other places are messing up the uh, statistics. So we don't know what the heck is in the world of podcasting. Yeah, getting true and accurate uh, uh, statistics is like squeezing mm. jello. You know, it, it's hard to get a handle on. Well, I've never tried that before. Maybe well, I try it. Try With, the maybe when jello. you get, when you get off the air, just kind of slimy on. though, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it's very hard to get a handle on. Anyway, sir, it's that time. You know what time it is, sir? 
Well, time to squeeze the jello and go, hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 